Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. It's Thursday, August 4th. I'm Peggy Lowe, filling in for Nomin Ujiadeen. Coming up, in deeply red Kansas, it would appear a popular Republican incumbent U.S. Senator could easily win another term. But to some voters, the world looks different this election cycle. I am not in favor of the movement on the right at this moment at all. I am reflecting on my past decision to support Jerry Moran. I am leaning towards trying to right the ship. What a changing political landscape means for the prospects of Democrats in Kansas. And Republican Eric Schmidt and Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine won their nominations for the U.S. Senate on Tuesday and are on a collision course for November. It's going to be a difficult task to unify what is a much smaller Missouri Democratic Party than 20, 30, 40 years ago. But first, some headlines. Two Kansas representatives with histories of abuse lost their primary elections Tuesday. In District 5, a rural area southwest of Kansas City, Republican Mark Samsel lost to Carrie Barth. Samsel was arrested last year after an incident where he reportedly kicked a student while substitute teaching. Barth says the results send a clear message from the district's voters. People are just really looking for a change and a, a fresh face and someone who will stand for what the Republicans in our district are looking for. Kansas City Democrat Aaron Coleman lost the 37th district primary to Melissa Alropesa. The district is in Wyandotte County. Coleman has faced multiple allegations of sexual misconduct and was arrested twice during his term in office. Wyandotte County prosecuting attorney Candace Alcaraz defeated District Court Judge Wes Griffin in Tuesday's primary, ousting Griffin from the seat he's held for 14 years. There is no other candidate running in the general election, so Alcaraz will appear on the November ballot unopposed. She has never run for public office before and will likely become the first African-American judge in the county. Wyandotte County is ready for change and ready to embrace those who are bringing it. In the only other contested race for Wyandotte County judge, Tony Martinez retained his seat in District 12. Six other judges ran unopposed. Manny Abarca has won the competitive Democratic primary for Jackson County's 1st District. As KCUR's Salisa Kalako reports, Abarca captured 58 percent of the vote against his opponents, Justice Horn and Jeff Gerling. Abarca is a fourth-generation Mexican-American, running in a district that includes all of Kansas City's commercial core and its most Hispanic neighborhoods. Abarca says he knows how meaningful his candidacy is for Hispanic residents. They have a voice. They have an opportunity to, to have a seat at the table. In November, Abarca will face the Republican nominee, Christina McDonough-Hunt, who ran unopposed. The race for U.S. Senate in Kansas appears to be incumbent Republican Jerry Moran's to lose. The senator has walked the line between voting with the conservative wing of the party while not offending moderates. But as KCUR's Laura Ziegler reports, some voters are reflecting on all that's happened in the last six years, and they are rethinking their priorities. 
It seemed all of Wellington, Kansas, just south of Wichita, its older folks, young families, farmers, veterans, and kids stood with their hands over their hearts for the start of the Kansas Wheat Festival Parade in July. For 120 years, this Wellington ritual has celebrated not only the wheat harvest, but small-town patriotism, the flag, and military flyovers. There is a carnival and games. And we have cow patty bingo right after the parade. It's always a fun thing to watch the cow run around. You buy square, and if he poops on it, you win something. But for some, simmering just below the surface of this Norman Rockwell moment of unity is the feeling that Wellington and, in fact, the world are changing. For some voters, this year feels different than wheat festivals of the past. I'm a Republican voting as a Democrat. Lennis Zimmerman is a 72-year-old self-described political junkie and a lifelong Republican. She says her values are shifting away from her husband of 36 years and those of the party she's always embraced. I think that we've kind of lost our way as a country. And I see things that, to me, look like Germany when Hitler took over. Just a bit up Main Street, waiting for the parade to pass by, 26-year-old Lindsay Posey sat in front of the offices of the Wellington Daily Newspaper. Her sister sat right next to her, holding Posey's eight-month-old baby in her lap. Posey says the birth of her daughter has changed her perspective on some issues, like guns. I'm, you know, thinking about her future, and, and it scares me to put her in a public school. I don't think that we should take guns away completely, but I think that there should be a lot stricter laws. The daughter of a conservative minister, her views on guns and reproductive rights are making waves around their dinner table, but the family's still able to have open conversations. She says it's not the same out in the community. And was her name already on the list? I forget. She wrote it Just before the parade, residents crowded into a room in the Wellington Senior Center for a candidate forum sponsored by the Sumner County Republican Party. The county voted 80 percent for Donald Trump in 2020, but more Democrats are running for local and statewide races than in previous years, so officials decided to invite Democratic candidates. One Republican official who preferred not to give his name said he sees conservatives digging in and leaning more to the right with what's going on in the world. There's a lot of violence and uh, we're getting shortages of food and fuel and prices are going up very rapidly. Uh, People are feeling very insecure. Robin Rivers was at the forum as a surrogate for Republican Attorney General Derek Schmidt, who's hoping to oust Democratic Governor Laura Kelly. Speaking for herself and not the candidate, Rivers said she's hearing people are irate about the January 6th investigation. About the way that the people have been treated afterwards. Everybody had a right to be there in Washington, D.C. The Democrat in the race for the U.S. Senate is Reverend Mark Holland, a Methodist minister and a one-term mayor of Kansas City, Kansas. He won't say it out loud, but he knows his odds of beating the popular Jerry Moran are slim in a state where Republicans outnumber Democrats nearly two to one. You know, some, a lot of the rural counties are very conservative. I think we need to be willing to lose less badly. What Democrats have done is they look at the numbers and they say, well, there's no sense in even going there. At a recent monthly meeting of the Wyandotte County Democrats, Michelle Millage, registered as unaffiliated in Johnson County, was here to listen to Mark Holland and the other Democratic hopefuls. 
She owns a gun, but opposes 18-year-olds having AR-15s. She supports the January 6th committee, and she voted for Jerry Moran. But she's written and called his office to say she is unhappy that he did not support the investigation of the riots or the bipartisan gun safety bill. I am not in favor of uh, the movement on the right at this moment at all. I am reflecting on my past decision to support Jerry Moran. Millage and others in Kansas represent the voice of the exhausted middle, that block of Kansas voters who traditionally represent more centrist positions. They are frustrated elected officials like Jerry Moran are not representing their views, but that alternatives still don't seem to have a chance. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Laura Ziegler. The Republican and Democratic candidates for the U.S. Senate in Missouri both weathered contentious primary battles for the chance to soldier on. Republican Eric Schmidt and Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine will face off in the November election to succeed U.S. Senator Roy Blunt. Independent candidate John Wood will also be on the ballot. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum talked with his colleague Jonathan All about Tuesday's results and All started by asking Rosenbaum if anything surprised him. In the big races, not really. In the first congressional district, for example, Congresswoman Cori Bush won hugely over Democratic State Senator Steve Roberts, so large that I really question whether she'll be challenged in subsequent elections. And also, Sam Page defeated Jane Duker in the Democratic primary for county executive. And frankly, I wasn't really surprised that Eric Schmidt won the Republican primary. I've been saying that Missouri polls have not been terribly accurate in the past, but when all the polls are saying he's going to win, you got to take that trend seriously. Eric Greitens came in third. Was that a surprise to you? No, because Eric Greitens' lead in the polls started to wither as soon as there was this avalanche of third-party ads publicizing abuse allegations from his ex-wife, Sheena Greitens. Now, Eric Greitens denied those allegations, but neither his campaign nor his supportive political action committees really fought back in any meaningful way except on social media. So that that message was basically going like undefended. And you saw in the results that even places that Greitens did well in 2016, like Southeast Missouri, Eric Schmidt won handily there. So those ads had a huge impact. Eric Schmidt will be representing the Republican Party, and Trudy Bush Valentine will be representing the Democrats. Uh, What do you make of her victory? Well, she won a pretty contentious primary against fellow Democrat Lucas Kuntz. This was one of the most contentious Democratic primaries for the U.S. Senate in almost 30 years. And it's going to be a difficult task to unify what is a much smaller Missouri Democratic Party than 20, 30, 40 years ago. And it's going to be especially difficult because Schmidt is not seen as toxic or as polarizing as Greitens is. And it remains to be seen whether there'll be national money from Democratic groups to help Trudy Bush Valentine or whether that money will flow to other states. And the reason that matters is if you don't have national money in a Senate race, it kind of means you're behind the eight ball. Does Bush Valentine need a Todd Aiken moment to give her a chance? I I think so. Uh, And it will be difficult because Eric Schmidt has been in Missouri politics since 2008. He's an attorney. He's very good with concise 
disciplined messaging. He ran what I would consider a mistake-free campaign against five other major candidates, including really impressive ones like Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler, who has also won tough races in the past. I don't, I, I mean, never say never. Like, I didn't see the Todd Akin moment you alluded to happening in 2012, but I have a hard time believing that that's going to happen in this instance. John Wood, an independent third candidate for Senate, filed his petitions, seems to have some money behind him. Uh, do you think that he will be a factor? I mean, I he may not win, but do you think he could influence who wins? Well, anytime you have millions of dollars behind you, you're going to be a factor in any race. And John Wood is supported by former U.S. Senator John Danforth, and he will be running a legitimate, like, well-organized campaign. The question, though, is can he actually break through in a statewide political culture in Missouri that is not taken to independent or third-party candidates in the past? And it's also going to be an open question that now that Schmidt is the nominee and not Greitens, even if he gets like 5 or 10% of the vote, if uh, Schmidt is getting like 55% of the vote, it doesn't really matter. That was Jason Rosenbaum speaking with Jonathan All, political correspondents at St. Louis Public Radio. When they mentioned a Todd Aiken moment, they were referring to former Missouri Congressman Todd Aiken, who made a controversial statement that sunk his chances in a 2012 race for the U.S. Senate. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Peggy Lowe, filling in for Nomino Giadine. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Gabe Rosenberg and Lisa Rodriguez. For continuing election coverage of Kansas and Missouri going into November, bookmark kcur.org. And if you like Kansas City Today, give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. You don't have to travel far to discover something new. KCUR's Creative Adventure email can help. Our weekly adventures will help you discover new ways to explore the Kansas City region. Join the adventure and subscribe at kcur.org adventure.